Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you everyone for coming and tuning in for a new episode of your favorite podcast. That's just my opinion. I finally got it right. I'm so proud of myself. She finally got it right. Hey, guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, cool kids. (laughs) Hey, cool kids. Um, First of all, we, of course, want to say thank you for the amazing response we had on last week's live. I know. I can't even imagine. Like, at first, I was like, oh, my God. Like, everyone's going to forget. It's going to be Easter. Like, everyone's going to be super busy, like, with their family. And no, like we actually had like a good turnout. I was so happy about that. Literally no one was busy with their family except Tracy. Tracy <laughs> was the only one that were like, Marlene, it's Easter. And I'm like, bitch, who cares? No one cares about Easter. Like uh, people don't do shit on Easter. I was so busy that whole day. I was like rushing. I hated, I hated how rushed I was like that whole entire day. But I mean, it was, it was, it was, such it was kind day. of your own fault too though. I mean, yeah, I woke up pretty late. <laughs> it was your own fault. What do you want me to do about it? Um, okay, so... First of all, thank you. Second of all, thank you for everyone that ordered their shirts and their stickers. Yes. Uh, you guys are most likely going to be getting them next week or the week after that. They were already ordered. If you guys are still interested in getting one, we are going to have a second batch going up in the upcoming week. Um, so we have the package deal going on right now that it's a, a shirt, which yes. with one of each of our stickers we have five yeah. stickers and that's 35 and that's 35 dollars so yeah you're so the pretty shirt, much saving i don't know how much you're, you're getting like <laughs> a sticker and a half yeah, for free yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that um the shirt is 20 dollars, and then each sticker is four dollars after that and um of course this show was brought to you by border town oh, pet, pet services. services and of course our our mother network aotb aliens on, the, on border, the border which we always fail to mention for some reason but i mean i feel like we always kind of do mention it but i think this is the first time we ever <laughs> fucking mention aliens on the i border. know we're always just mentioning josh so yeah okay, well, jo- yeah so josh our producer is yes. the one of the co-hosts on Aliens on the Border. Yes. Um, so, you know, shout out to them, of course, mm-hmm. for funding our project, <laughs> pretty much. But, um, so today we have a very special guest. Today we have one of my really good friends, um, Christian Tato. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, uh, Christian Tato. I call him Tato, so I'm just going to call him Tato. Um Tell us a little bit about you. Where are you located right now? Because this is one of our first, well, second, I think, with Kevin was the first one. Well, um, right now, I'm in Fremont, Nebraska. Oh, my God. Nebraska. Fremont, Nebraska. Is it it still, like, snowing there? No, not right now, but, like, two weeks ago, it was snowing, and, you know, it's it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. The weather here, it's really weird. One day it's hot, the next day it's snow. So I don't know. It kind of sounds like Laredo. Yeah, it kind of sounds like <laughs> yeah. that. That storm that hit Texas the next day, we we're fucking eighty degrees and shit. I know that was so crazy. So that though, how long have you been in Nebraska? I haven't seen you in like forever. Yeah, I've been here for like uh, three years now. Three beautiful years. Oh my god! Years. I love how he says beautiful years. Uh, <laughs> if anyone from here, if anyone from the scholarship is listening, uh, I love it here. <laughs> Um, Tato, so I know Tracy had a few questions for you. This is the first time Tato and Tracy meet. I don't think they've ever known about each other before. This. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, Tato knows about the podcast, so he knows who Tracy is. But besides that, like actually talking, I don't think it's ever been a thing. Um, yeah, so I do want to... Oh, sorry. Um, 
of course, my foot was like disconnecting like the mic. Um, <laughs> but no, so I wanted to know like just a little bit like about you, you know, like who are you? Yeah, who are you? Like who what do you are you, do? Christian Tato? What's your full name, first of all? You know, for everyone uh, trying my, to steal well, your my, identity. My full name is <laughs> Christian David Sanchez Tato. Sanchez. People think that is my nickname, but no. It's his last name. It's my <laughs> second last name. That is true. Um, well, I was born in the most beautiful country in the world, mm. Venezuela. Venezuela. So I lived there for 17 years. And after that, I traveled to Spain. I moved to Spain uh, by myself. Uh, my, right. parent, my parents went there two years after that. But I was already in the United States when they moved. And right now they are living there, you know, they're having a better life than they had. Yeah, in Spain. They're having a better life than they had in Venezuela because, you know, all the stuff that are going on over there. So I have a, I have a really, I'm sorry for cutting you off there, but I have a really, um, honestly, like I know about Tato's like story, but I have never like had this conversation with him type of deal. Um, (laughs) So one of my questions was you left Venezuela when you were 17. Yeah, so you, 17, 18, yep. So you were pretty much a minor, right? That's considered a minor? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So what made you move yeah. and leave your family at 17? Well, uh, to be honest, um, I always been passionate. Well, I am still passionate about soccer. You know, I always uh, played a sport. Um, I was playing back in my country, um, and uh, one a team from Spain. Well, actually, like an academy. The name is Fundación Marcel. It's in Barcelona. They call my family, mm-hmm. and they asked me if you wanted to go for a tryout over there. And I went there for one month. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. After that, they they asked me to stay a whole year. Oh there and uh, you know I, I took the chance uh, I left uh, my well I left my family friends I was also going to the medical school back mm-hmm. in Venezuela mm-hmm. too so you want so, so I know so your, I your dad is a doctor right so were you did yeah. you want to be a, did, did you want to be a doctor like he was mm, yeah yeah I, I, I always wanted to do something related to uh, the health you know mm-hmm. area all this stuff um, but you know, medical school is kind of hard, and it's so yeah, <laughs> hard and fucking and expensive. It's, expensive. Man. Fuck that shit. it's so expensive. I mean, I really don't know, right? Uh, but Tracy's <laughs> like, when I wanted well, to be a doctor. <laughs> well, but, but over there was like a public. I went to a public university, so you know, it was like crazy expensive, like it's here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in Venezuela. So. But yeah, I left all that to, you know, continue playing. And actually, uh, it was the best decision for me and my family because, you know, the situation back there was Mm -hmm. getting uh, worse and worse every single day, you know. So it was a relief for my parents too, you know, that I was in a better place. Yeah, no, 100%. So So your parents moved to Spain after you did... Um, you were mentioning, did they move because you moved or was it just, how, so I, I don't, how far away is Spain from Venezuela? Yeah. Is it like really close? Yeah, it's two different countries. Spain is in Europe, uh, Venezuela is down in South America. So it's like, oh. it's like nine hours flight in plane when, in airplane. Yeah. 
Wow. So I guess my I, I, I feel like that question was super stupid. But the reason why <laughs> I asked this, it's because like for example, I know a lot of people from Post Mexico flee to the United States, but because it's so common, you know, to have refugees here or and people. It's so yeah, so that's why I was asking, like, was it common for Venezuelans to flee to Spain? Or was yeah. it like or, or like or how did it happen that they wanted Spain? Like just Spain? Well, my my mom grew up in Spain. And my dad has passport from France. So, you know, they both have European passports. Mm. And uh, during my childhood, I used to, like, travel a lot to Spain during summer because my grandparents lived there. Um, So I used to travel a lot to Spain during summer. So, Mm. but yeah, but actually, Venezuelans, like, when they moved from Venezuela, they go wherever. Honestly, you yeah, can find everywhere. a guy from Venezuela everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, Tato, Tato coming coming to us from Nebraska. <laughs> you find Venezuelans you everywhere. I'm, here. I'm in Nebraska. I was in Laredo. Yeah. I've been everywhere. For real, Laredo. Like, oh yeah, I'm from Venezuela. You can find us anywhere. Yeah, literally anywhere. Well, I mean, I'm happy for your parents that they were able to yeah, leave Venezuela. I feel like a lot of people weren't as lucky. Mm-hmm. To be able to leave, yeah. But yeah, going, going is, back I mean, to yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go, go, go. No, so go, I was gonna go, say, go so go. going back to your journey, you said that you were in um, Spain for a year, and then mm-hmm. you moved to the United States. Yes, exactly. Uh, I had the chance to stay in there and continue, you know, playing and stuff. But they also like I got a scholarship in LCC <laughs> um, and you know talking to my parents and everything they thought was the best and I and I still think that it was the best decision you know because mm-hmm. uh, I think school is way more important than sports and everything yeah uh, so I took my chances and went to LCC pursue the American dream Literally, <laughs> literally pursue the American dream. So, uh, for all our people outside of Laredo, yes. uh, LCC is Laredo <laughs> Community College. College. Um, that's exactly where I met Tato. And um, so, my question there was: Whenever you were in Spain, you were just playing soccer. You weren't going to school. Yeah. No, oh, I was, I was okay. Playing soccer. I was. Uh, yeah, we we're playing, uh, practicing two times a day, mm-hmm. sometimes three. Uh, traveling, it was. I was only playing soccer, nothing wow. else. But nothing else, like no, no social life. No, it was. It was bad. Only living for. Uh, yeah. That was for me. It was really cool, honestly. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. I loved not going to school. Fuck that I shit. loved not going to school, not being social. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I met. Uh, I remember when I met Marlene. Marlene in English, mm-hmm. Marlene or. You, you call me whatever you want. We're always and fucking speaking Spanish yeah. on this. Bitch, I know. So, it's you, whatever. so like, if you want, like, Spanglish. If you want, you can give us like your Venezuelan accent too. Tracy just wants. Uh huh. I just want to hear it. <laughs> I just want everybody okay. to hear how cool it sounds, yeah. guys. So you were talking about when <laughs> you met me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what. Yeah, we, I met her, and she was going through a, a situation that I was that I got really familiar with. In the next year, I don't know if she remembered what she was going on with her. You remember? 
with a friend of yours? Something happened on your knee. Oh yeah. So um for no, with you, with you. What happened on your knee? <laughs> so I had had my ACL surgery. Oh my god. I had had my ACL surgery, so I had a robotic leg. <laughs> like literally I had the knee what is it called? The the thing. The thing that you put on your knee. Oh like it's a yeah, I was going to say the knee yeah, brace. Knee brace. There, you there you go. Knee brace. So I had this I had this ginormous knee brace on my leg. Like literally it would go from the top of my thigh all the way down to like my ankle. Like it was huge. It was huge. I couldn't <laughs> bend my knee for shit. And I was I was with the crutches. Mm. And I had tato for I think an English class. English Yes. <laughs> and I don't I I don't know what the fuck happened that I was like super fucking frustrated and I was like I think I asked for his help or something like that. I think I had dropped like I don't know, dude, something something stupid like I dropped a pencil or a pen and I was like, oh, like I have to fucking get out of this chair and I have to go fucking <laughs> get the pencil or like I don't know, some shit that I was like that Tato was just nice enough to be like, "Oh yeah, here." And he just like helped me out. Uh-huh. And then after that, um cuz I already I always had him for class uh-huh. um whenever he didn't have a fucking game and he would actually go to class but um mm-hmm. usually and i'm gonna be super honest with you i didn't fucking have friends at lcc <laughs> i didn't have friends at lcc that was probably my only friend in english and it was only because i needed his help like <laughs> i did not have friends at lcc it was so hard for me to make friends i literally Aww. hated everyone in laredo I was like, fuck all of you. Oh, <laughs> no one like, wants to be my you. friend. <laughs> so then Tato was just like, oh, you know, nice. And then that's when um, I was, you know, I would only hang out with my sister, Helen. And then that's when like we started hanging out with Tato. And then Tato just like, we just, we, we were just like, oh shit, we have all of these different soccer players for classes. Like, I didn't even fucking know you did something of your life. <laughs> so uh, we just kind of started hanging out after that. Just after that. And then we just started partying. You're and then. Yeah, yeah you're you. welcome. Yeah. He said, like, "You're welcome for your fucking pencil, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so going back to your story, um, you came to Laredo pursuing, like you said, the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were yeah. in Laredo for how right. long after that? I was in Laredo for one year. For one year. Uh, I met amazing people there. Mm. Back in Monterrey. Oh hey. my God, Tato, you're kind of lagging. I hate this here. Hold on, give me, give, give what? me. What? A ver, hold on. Sorry, guys. Okay, now. Okay. It's because you were lagging a little bit, so that's why like, we couldn't, we couldn't hear, you hear you for a second. Oh. Make sure no one's using Sorry. your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure, Make sure you you're unplugging everyone else <laughs> in your dorm from it. I think I'm the only one in my house right now. Okay, honestly. perfect. Oh, okay, okay, we perfect. can hear you perfect now. Okay, so you said you were in Laredo for about a year. And then yeah, after I that? I met amazing people there. And then I went to Iowa. Iowa Lakes Community College. Oh my gosh, oh, Iowa. And then after yeah, Iowa, you went to Nebraska? Yep. Holy shit, I thought you've I thought you've always been in Nebraska. <laughs> I never knew you went to Iowa first. I mean it makes sense now that you say it, it kinda, you know, mm-hmm. makes sense. But um so is the American dream everything you ever thought it was going to be? Uh, no. No, no. Uh, but I think uh, 
not only for the American dream, but for, for everything, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of work. There is a lot of stuff that people don't, don't see, you know, yeah. that is behind the American dream. Um, a lot of, you know, sacrifices you have to do, mm -hmm. uh, staying away from your family. I didn't spend Christmas with my family mm. or New Year's or anything. Uh, but I mean, not, not only me, like most of my friends here, you know, yeah. um, most of the international students. goes to all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Not only students, but like, I mean, students, yeah, but also other people that, you know, just, they're coming to United States to, you know, look for a better life, like all the Mexican people that yeah. Uh, yeah, is trying sure. to add as well. Yeah. What do you, what do you think would, like, what do you say has been like, Or like, yeah, I guess like has been like your biggest like obstacle. Or the most challenging thing. Yeah, like the most challenging thing. Uh, well, uh, I think, uh, of course, being away uh, from your family is hard. Um, but it's harder when you have to go through uh, difficult situations uh, by yourself. Yeah. Um, what I was, when I was... When I ask Mar uh, Marlene if she remember about what's going on with her knee, it's because the next year when I moved to Iowa, I turned my ACL, yeah. and then two years after I turned my ACL again, yep. and I had yeah I had um, two ACLs and the same knee and everything. So that when you go through all the situations and you go by yourself when your family's away, you know, or when you I don't know, uh, you struggle maybe in school that chill is stuff, but when you're by yourself, sometimes, you know, it That's can harder. affect you more. Yes. Yeah. It's harder. It's harder. You sometimes, you know, you gotta be mentally tough and all that stuff to go through that. Yeah. And of course you try to surround yourself with, with good friends that, you know, they end up becoming your family. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's a lot of stuff that most, you know, people that, you know, have the college experience where you mm -hmm. are still able to go see your family or all this stuff, like we take for granted in a way. Like I have my mom here, when you know, and I take for granted sometimes. And it was it was so eye opening for me whenever I started hanging out with these international students because they just saw life completely differently than I did. I remember the really... And this is always going to stick with me like forever. Um, we had this friend that he was Italian and his name was, his last name was Pascarella. And we know we named him Pascarella, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he, honestly, I don't think he's ever going to listen to this, but he was a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, it, they always said it was Italian. It was an Italian thing that they were just mean. But I was like, whatever. The thing is that he told me something that it just kind of resonated with me because I was one of those people. So he was like, Because as a foreign exchange student or you an, an international student, you pay more for school than any, you know, in-state person, right? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, these people, one, are going completely out of their own country. Like they're going to another continent and then they're paying for classes. You know, they get scholarships sometimes, but they still have to pay for certain things like a little bit of housing or like food or eating or going out or, you know, not being locked up all day because that, also, that fucks with your mental health too, as we It all does. noticed after quarantine. Um mm -hmm. 
So you always need money. You always need to pay for something. So I remember this dude was complaining about having to buy a book or something like that because his classes, I think, were like paid already, but he had to buy a book or he wanted, I think he wanted to take summer classes to finish earlier and those were not included in the scholarship. So he had to pay for them. And I remember him like being super pissed and and he wasn't pissed at me. He was just pissed like in general. Yeah. And he was like... I can't believe that there's people that get paid to go to school that get like financial aid or, you know, all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and they still flunk classes. He's like, they still fucking like fail their classes. He's like, I can't believe that me, that I'm over here crossing like the whole fucking world to try to go to school and try to get an American degree so I can get a better life for my family. I have to pay a crazy amount of money for my classes. And then still there's all these people that miss class. He's like, they don't understand how blessed they are to be able to have school paid by their government. And I was like, me over here fucking failing math or some (laughs) shit like that. Like, I was like, oh my God, like, that's true. And I don't really do anything. I mean, now I do way more of my life. But, you know, back then I didn't do anything else but go to fucking school. And I was still, you know, being lazy and not wanting to do it. Not wanting wanting to 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 take it seriously and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So... He was like, and I'm over here, like, my parents, like, can't pay certain bills because they have to send me money. And it's not like they can pay for my trip back because that's another, you know, a thousand and some dollars. So he was like, it's fucking hard. Like, you just feel trapped sometimes. And I was like, wow, here are my 20 bucks. I'll help you pay for your book. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, it, it was just like, wow. So whenever I started hanging out with them, like... I really started appreciating like having my family close and being able to like, you know, have a warm meal every day and being able to like, you know, just go hug my mom and just like all of this different stuff that as a foreign exchange student that you're, you know, trying to, like he said, live the American dream and get a, uh, a degree and just trying to better your life. You don't really appreciate, yeah, you know? And that's like, I feel like it, I understand where he says, like, things are just harder. Whenever I had my ACL surgery, fuck that shit. Like, I hated everyone and everything just because I tore my ACL. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even anyone's fault. It was my own fault. But I was like, no. Like, Like, life is just so much harder. Like, it just becomes, like, so much harder. And I think that, like, also... Okay, so we got asked, like, this question. And now, like, I want to ask you, like, what keeps you like motivated like is it like your passion for like soccer or is it like what like you're studying now? yeah yeah when uh to continue after those situations you mean yes Come on, or, like, like on the, your on your yeah. day-to-day basis what keeps you motivated uh-huh. like what keeps you going what has kept you going this entire All, time honestly honestly uh, the goals that i want to achieve basically what i want to you know uh, my dreams, uh, the fact, my family, actually, mm-hmm. the fact that they have to, you know, sacrifice a lot of things for me, uh, I think it's the most important reason that, you know, that I shouldn't be being fucking lazy and not doing the stuff I have to do or failing classes or, you know. Mm-hmm. No, 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 because of that, you know. But like that, you know, it's like I have to, I feel like... Uh, I have to pay them back, mm-hmm. you know, I have to pay my family back for all that. Uh, and the best way to pay them back is trying to be the best version of myself in every aspect, you know, mm-hmm. um, not only 
I don't know, sports or whatever, because sports are going to end. Uh, mm-hmm. But like in, in the school or at work or even as a person, you know, I think that's the best way to pay them back. Yeah, that's true. Just so they, you know, they don't, they're not sacrificing in vain. Um, that's, that's very deep. That yeah. was super deep. That's yeah. Like deep. just to be like the best version like of yourself. So through when you were going through when you were going through your your journey with like the whole ACL thing, because um, I do know most of your scholarship at the time was based on your performance in sports, right? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, it happened in a in a really tough moment. Uh, it happened. The first injury happened. Both injuries happened in tough moments, but the first one happened in a tough moment because I was, um, I left uh, LCC maybe as not as the best terms with every with everything maybe uh, sports wise, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to this school, by that time it was between the fifteen best junior colleges in in the United States in soccer. Oh. Um, I almost had a full ride over there. Uh, I was one of the captains. I already had like a couple of schools interested already. One of them offered a full ride. Um, and you know, when that happened, I didn't lose my scholarship, but the, some of the offers mm-hmm. fell down, you know, mm-hmm. because of that. And that made me realize that uh, me and not only me, but like every single person that practices any sport is a product, you know, um, it's a product and it has a expired Inspire date. You. Yeah. Yeah. An expiration date. Uh, if it's not because you are getting old or it's because injuries, you know, mm-hmm. but it's going to end up soon. And that made me realize, you know, this is going to end or, but, you know, that was a little bit hard, but thank God I had other school that, you know, that was this one that mm-hmm. didn't care and trust me anyways. Uh, and that's why, that's actually one of the reasons I came here. So do you feel like that was like a very like eye opening experience, I guess, just because when I, whenever I met you, like the passion was, you know, playing soccer, like it was like, you know, making it big, like being a professional, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think your goals have changed after that? Uh, I mean, it continued uh, and everything to be honest, uh, after that happened, Mm-hmm. The next three years uh, were like a really learning experience for me uh, because it was, I don't know what it was, but or what was going on. But like my best friend in that time, actually my roommate, and the year I came back, like, so this was, I don't know when I went to LCC, but like the year I, I came back. I think it was like 2017. 17 so mm. 2018 I turned my ACL 2019 I'm playing again my best friend at that time my roommate turned his ACL no. so I have to you know kind of see the whole process again and everything uh, and then the year after that I had it again mm. all of them were in my case all of them were for contact sports contact situations you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah I have a I had a total of the three surgeries uh, and in, you know it changed it changed your it changed a lot of things uh, yeah. then you have to 
pay more attention to um, your weight, how much you weigh, uh, what you eat, what you don't eat. You have to spend more hours in the gym than others, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, right now uh, I graduated already. Um, Congrats. Um, and yeah, and I'm a soccer coach right now at Fremont High School. Oh my God, and I didn't even that. know. Yeah. That's and so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And I'm also a strength conditioning coach over there. So I'm still, you know, close to the sport, uh, close to what I love, one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah. And I feel like that's at a very important the- thing. Like, I feel like most people that are into sports, at the end of the day, if, you know, they don't, you know, pursue the sport the rest of their life, they end yeah. up being like coaches where they or can still be around where they can. And like, yeah. And they still have an influence. Like yes. they can still yeah. do so much of it. And, um, Oh my God, I had a question. I completely forgot it. Um, Oh, so are you planning on staying in Nebraska or what do you think is going to be like yeah. your next? Yeah. Move? Yeah. Right. I, I will be, I will be around for, for sure, for sure. For one year, maybe two mm-hmm. more years. And then depends. Uh, but it's, because of you know a paper situation and document yeah. situation and all mm-hmm. that stuff but for now i'm I'm legal for two years <laughs> so, so was that like a contract that you have like with the high school that you're working at or yeah yeah they offer me a contract then i have to apply for a program for the international students do that is called opt mm-hmm. that allows students to have like an employment permission yeah. uh, using their student visa Basically. So, oh, okay. what do you? What did you end up majoring in? Kinesiology. Uh, I major in athletic training, strength conditioning, and that's I have cool. my nursing, nutrition, and coaching. I do. Yeah. I, that's true. He, you have something in, in nutrition and coaching. That's, that's true, pretty that's cool. True. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I guess like it all just like yeah, like maybe it didn't go like. Mm, I guess, like, I mean, you still got to play, like, soccer and everything, but I mean, like, at, well, hold on, it's because I don't know how, I was thinking of saying it, like, a certain way, but it was going to sound, like, not the way I wanted to say it. So, I guess, like, even, like, after, like, your injuries and everything, like, even then, like, everything still played out, like, to where, like, yeah, like, maybe, like, you can't be, like, a professional soccer player, like, you really wanted to, but, like, Marlene said, like, you still have, like, such you're a so big... You're so close like, to it, yeah. You're so close to it, like, you're still having, like, an impact, like, yeah. on these other little kids. Yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, uh, it's not everything about becoming a professional player. It's also thinking that, you know, I, I think I proved what I had to prove, that, you know, that you can always continue playing if you want to, besides whatever obstacles you can have. In my case, were physical obstacles, and you know, I always came back from that. And uh, then it's just about a situation of you know that you have to realize that you get to a certain age sometime, and yeah, you can continue pursuing it, and it can happen. But then you know, you have to also make money somehow. And uh, and at the end of the day, you know, as I said, sports life they're gonna end up sooner or later, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Education is, you know, it's key. It's key. So, uh, my question came back to me. <laughs> um, do you agree that everything happens for a reason? I do. I do. Uh, I also think that, you know, that whatever your heart is, you know, there you will find your treasure one way or another. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very nice. So, 
So yeah, I I do believe everything happens for a reason. I do believe that maybe everything is already you know set. Breathing is like destiny. It's already yeah. Yeah. set for you, and of course you have to go for it. But the the outcome is already you know. Yeah, the outcome is going to be the same because it's already like planned out for you. Yeah, that, that's what I think. I think we all come to this world with a specific mission that we have to accomplish. Uh, our passion or whatever we believe in is going to guide us to it. And, you know, I feel like when it doesn't work out the way you thought it would be, it's because something better is on your way and you just don't see it right now. Yeah, that's that's my belief. That's my belief. Like I don't know what other people believe or whatnot, but that's how I like to see. Honestly, I I completely agree. I feel like sometimes we get blinded by I want this, I want this, I want this. And even though we do, you know, have to have determination, you know, like how Tato was saying, like you you still have to be a determined person. But I guess don't get hooked on the idea of, you know, my life is over. This didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. Yes. I feel like adapting is also something that is, is very necessary in life especially when i mean you're over here trying to chase a dream like you know you want to do this and this and this but maybe like you said the universe is you know knows better and wants you to do this and this and this and it just works out at the end of the day so i really agree with that that though um i think that everything happens for a reason we we talked about this a cup i think it was last episode yeah it was like whenever like things are like that you're like oh my God, like what a coincidence or like just like little things like, or you just see like a sign or something and you're like, wow, like I was just thinking about that. It's like the universe, like giving you like, like free handouts to where like you think it's like a coincidence, but really it's just like the universe telling you, Como, hey, it's okay. Like make sure like you do like that decision, you know, like they're trying to like push you like within that path, but still allowing you to have like your own free will, like to make up like your, to make your own decisions. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I also think we have a really a power as human beings to many, you know, Period. Let's stop manifesting yeah. now. Yes. We can manifest everything that we want. <laughs> <laughs> Marlene wants to know, what was it like? Marlene wants to, wanted to ask you, um, this would be like one of our last questions. So Marlene wanted to ask like what words, like what did you say? Like what words? Um, she said something about I like, have no idea like, what the fuck Like yes, I wrote it now. down. Like okay, so different different words that are like from Spain. Oh okay, yeah. So oh, my question was oh, difficult. <laughs> but it's going to go into like a whole other conversation. But okay, really, really quick. Um, just because whenever uh, we were hanging out at the time, I always remember you saying like, Al Chile way, Yahweh, Al Chile way. And you would always mock <laughs> certain words that, you know, Mexicans say just because you speak Spanish as well. But, you know, we're completely different countries. <laughs> so there's certain words that are different to um, like what we would say. And you came to a border town where it's merely Mexicans. Like it's, it's this diff- very different Spanish. So I remember him always being like, Yahweh, Yahweh. And he would always like mock our way, way. <laughs> or like, picha pendeja. Like it was, fucking, it was fucking hilarious. And I remember a big part of it, which is what I was telling Tracy before we started recording. 
that you would be like, ah, pendeja, ah, pendeja, ah, pendeja. And like people would be like, what the fuck? Like, why the hell are you calling me a pendeja? That's such a bad and, word. And <laughs> that you were like, dude, it's because that's so normal for me to say. Like, it's like me calling you like, away or like you know so whatever so uh my question was what are some of the words that you think are like the funniest or the, the question that the words that you thought i guess were like the biggest change from you knowing your venezuelan spanish to like this other type of spanish uh well that one actually <laughs> <laughs> that one because for us saying that word is like saying good morning like it doesn't mean it's not as, as strong as for it's not as strong as for you, for people from Mexico is, you know, for, for you guys, like, <gasps> you call me that. <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean you would say it as good morning? You would just be like, hey, Tracy, pendeja. No, <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? No, no, but like, you can say like, ah, no seas pendeja, dad. Or, está bien pendejo, no sé qué, o mira ese pendejo. No say like <laughs> it's whatever. Strong, it's whatever. it's know? whatever. Yeah, it's a whatever yeah, word. Uh, and, uh, and we like as Venezuelans, we have I don't know something that or if it's good or if it's bad, but we use so, a lot of bad words in our daily, you know, communication. Like when you guys say way, the word we use to say way is a bad word. You know, oh, what is the uh, what is it? Is, well on. Huevon. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, oh, huevon. Uh, or he would always be like, marico. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So for, for us, those words, you know, doesn't, they don't have that. That bad of a meaning. Like, yeah, 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 that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It depends on the way you say it more than the word itself. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a huge cultural shock, honestly. Honestly, that would be a culture of shock at the end of the day. And actually, yeah. when when someone introduces you to a girl, when someone introduces you to someone, we tend to kiss them in the cheek. In the United States, that's like a no, no. You know, it's like. Oh, okay. So, so that's that another thing another that us thing as that. Mexicans do. Like us as Mexicans, yeah. we always say hi with like a kiss on the cheek. Mm -hmm. But as Americans, it's usually either a handshake or a hug. It will yeah. be like yeah. oh. So I remember like, that had happened to like me too. Weird, like a weird hug. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. hug. It's like, it's like halfway. <laughs> halfway. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's such an awkward hug. Like the, the thing is that whenever I moved, for, I moved to Laredo from Monterrey, where we would always be like, oh, like, what's up? And we'd always give a kiss on the cheek. Like, I would come here and like try to be like, you know, this is pre-COVID, of course. Yeah. But now I'm always like, hey, I'm, I was like far away. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, I don't even get close to people anymore. But um Pre-COVID, it would be like kind of like a hug, and, a kiss and then like the I would want to kiss them on the cheek, and they'd just be like, "The fuck!" Like I'd be like kissing their neck or like some shit like that. Like, it was so awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. I'd be like, "Okay, I'm not fucking saying." But then there's some people that are Mexicans that would want to give you a kiss on the cheek, and you're just hugging them. So it was like, oh, "Yeah, fuck. like, like uh, 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 that was it was really awkward." But um, so our time is almost up. Mm -hmm. So uh, the last thing mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, I, I feel like we should start doing this every episode. Um, I want you to give one of your best advice mm -hmm. that you have, you know, like gone through or that you feel that have helped your life the most. But I want you to do it in Spanish because I want people to listen to your accent. Uh, okay. Um... Okay, I have one. I actually grew up 
with this one. And it's called, well, it says, La clave del éxito consiste en estar preparado cuando las oportunidades se presentan. Perfect. Now you can translate like, it if you want. Oh, no, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. Key, so it's the key to success. The key to success is being prepared for whenever the opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Period. Yep. Oh, period. Oh, Me so translating good. the fucking enrollments at work on the fucking go. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, Tatito, thank you so much for being with us today. I adore you dearly, and I'm very, very happy to know that you have overcome and, you know, yeah, just yeah. kick the ass of absolutely every problem that has ever been in front of you. I know it takes a lot of courage, and I know you're a very, very brave person, and honestly, I have always adored you. I, I mean, you know this for a fact, and, you know, we're family at the end of the day. Um, I, you know, will hear from you very, very soon. Yes. I can't wait to see you, you know, being a very successful person, even though you're already successful, but, yes. you know, we're still aiming for more. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on, on our podcast today. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. And everyone that's listening. Thank you, guys. Make sure that you guys can follow, you know, the adventures of Christian Tato. We'll go ahead and leave his Instagram handle on the description <laughs> of the podcast. And sadly, this is the only time that we have today, guys. But tune in next week for another episode uh -huh. of your favorite podcast. That's, That's just, just my, my opinion. <laughs> Remember that, of course, this was brought to you by the AOTB Network and Border Town PS. We'll go ahead and see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.